why now is the right time for the Dolphins to go aggressively in on competing for a Super Bowl championship and a cautionary tale from the past here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find Locked On Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager or managing your own football franchise, and this is definitely the game for you. Download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the app store. Today on the show, first and foremost, if you're new to Locked On Dolphins, welcome to the party. Make sure you hit subscribe, follow along. Uh, I'm Kyle Krabs, your host here of the show. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, been in football media for about 10 years now. The co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting show with Joe Marino, where we talk about NFL team building. And uh, team building has a parallel to what we are talking about today because I've seen a lot of debate from Dolphins fans as it pertains to the situation with the salary cap and how aggressive the Dolphins are moving into a win-now window and how they're, they're mortgaging the future with air quotes by trading for Jalen Ramsey and Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill and the big contracts and so on and so forth. And while I do think there are some legitimate concerns uh, about how this story ends if the Dolphins don't get some fortunate bounces of the ball or they don't stay healthy, um, ultimately at the end of the day, isn't this why you do it? Is this not why you go through 2019 to rebuild and put yourself in a position and look, if you're one of those Dolphins fans who is skeptical of Tua Tungvaloa to the degree in which you are just adamant that the Dolphins need a different quarterback, there's just about no personnel move that the team is going to make that, that's going to get you on board other than getting a different quarterback. Are you sitting here looking at salary cap space and, oh, well, it's Lamar Jackson or, oh, it's Tom Brady or, oh, it's it's whoever else. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and, and then it's not because the Dolphins use their resources to go in different directions and try to optimize the roster around a quarterback and a contract that uh, some Dolphins fans just don't like. And it feels like it's been that way for forever with, with Ryan Tannehill since Dan Marino, right? It's the ghost of Dan Marino that we're all living in as, as quarterbacks of the Miami Dolphins. And that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But as I think about where the Dolphins are and the fact that the Dolphins currently have like Two and a half million dollars in cash space, somewhere in that ballpark, right? You know, and and there's a note here that I want to get to on Jalen Ramsey and his contract uh, that has a little bit more Dolphins cap space at their disposal than we initially anticipated. Um, but the 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 core of today's show is the cautionary tale of what happens if you don't take the bat off your shoulder and swing the bat. If you are willing to get into a position. And say, hey, we're really well positioned, um, but we 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 want to make sure we don't burn up all our cap space. You end up as the Chris Ballard Indianapolis Colts. Is the outcome that you are staring 
at in the face. And for a quick history lesson on the Colts, obviously the Colts are picking fourth in this year's NFL draft. Uh, they got side or sideswiped and, and, and caught off guard with the retirement of Andrew Luck, uh, which happened in the beginning of Chris Ballard's third season as the general manager. He first took over for the Colts in 2017. Luck was injured, missed the entire year that went four and 12. The following year, they went 10 and six with Andrew Luck. They lost in the divisional round of the playoffs. Andrew Luck retires during the preseason of the following year. Signed Phillip Rivers the following season. They go 11 and five, nearly knock off the Buffalo Bills in the wild card round, lose by three points, drive stalls out in Bills territory in the final minute of the game. Bummer. And they trade for Carson Wentz. They go nine and eight. And they miss the playoffs. They list their, miss their last or lose their last two games, including a game against the three and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars. And then this past year, they transitioned from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan and went four, 12 and one. So obviously 10 and six, seven and nine with an Andrew Luck retirement smashed in there. Phillip Rivers, um, AFC team, not a lot of postseason success, a lot of salary cap space at their disposal, won 28 games in three seasons. Sound familiar? But the Colts never went for it. The Colts never got players at premier positions. The Colts had consecutive seasons in which they led the NFL in salary cap space. And what did they do with it? Well, I have a documentation of the, the primary additions from each offseason. Uh, the Colts entered the 2019 season, which was that 7-9 season in which Andrew Luck retired on the doorstep of the year uh, with $115 million in cap space, $115 million after going 10 and six. And they added Spencer Ware, Devin Funches, Justin Houston, and in the draft, Rocky Sin, Ben Banigou, Paris Campbell, and Bobby O'Carrick. Those were the big additions to the roster with $115 million of cap space at your disposal. Andrew Luck retires, you go seven and nine. Well, coming out the following year, you enter the offseason with $85 million in cap space. The team obviously bounced back that season after spending the $85 million, but here's what they spent the $85 million on. Phillip Rivers on a one-year deal worth $25 million. They traded their first-round pick for DeForest Buckner and gave him a big monster contract that was about $20 million per season. Okay, that's good. Sheldon Day, Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey, Trey Burton, Michael Pittman in the draft. Jonathan Taylor, obviously a good addition in the draft, but was on a rookie contract. It was a second-round pick. So in two years, and I know the salary cap doesn't work this way, but to just boil it down, you had $200 million in salary cap space across two seasons. You signed Phillip Rivers as a bridge quarterback on a one-year deal. You traded for DeForest Buckner and gave him a big contract. And your other big-name signings in free agency were Xavier Rhodes and Devin Funches. By the way, that Colts team, after winning 11 games, six of their top seven salaries the following season were defensive tackle, defensive tackle, center, guard, guard, linebacker. And Carson Wentz was the other of the top seven. So the Colts were the team that the Dolphins were after 2020, or after 2021, if you will. ton of salary cap space, team that had st started to have some success. And granted, they 
had some pillars on the offensive line. So that's always going to be a difference between whatever team you're talking about and the Dolphins because the Dolphins have never really seemed to get that position group ironed out effectively. But they didn't go for it. They didn't push their chips in. And what happened is their window came and went before they realized it. And then they were 4-13 and uh, four and 13 or 5-12 th- and 12 this past season. And you want to know why? Because across that window, they were transitioning and jumping from quarterback to quarterback to quarterback to quarterback instead of picking a guy and committing to him and redistributing the money to get yourself in a position where you could have a reduced amount of salary cap space committed to your quarterback, and they went after no premier players at no premier positions. The foil of which what the Dolphins have done to get players at premier positions versus what the Colts did across that stretch of 10 and 6, 7 and 9, 11 and 5, 9 and 8 on a four-year stretch. Like, is it better to have more flexibility? And the Colts right now are like sixth in the NFL in cap space. They got like $20 million. Is it better to do that and never push above 11 wins? Or is it better to actually go for it? I'd rather go for it and have some conviction. Because now Chris Ballard just had his head coach fired and his head's on the chopping block now as they get ready to draft a quarterback with the fourth overall pick and start the process all over again. but they don't even have a treasure trove of resources like you did at the start of the process. We are going to continue to talk about why I think going in and understanding that there's an end to that that might not be pretty is better than just treading water. And the differences in how the Dolphins are trying to attack this window is the Colts is the other side of the coin that a lot of Dolphins fans have concerns with. Uh, as soon as we talk to everybody, about our friends over FanDuel, uh, the NCAA tournament is in full swing. It's heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and everything in between. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So chew on this for the Colts. They ended up spending all this cap space. And right now they have about $20 million in cap space. Taking care of their own players, retaining their own players, so on and so forth. But even just the construction of the roster. If you are going about it economically, right? You're not going to spend in free agency. You're exclusively going to build through the draft, which is what the Colts tried to do. And really the only outside resources they tapped in were trading for quarterbacks and trading for DeForest Buckner. What do you consider the premier positions in the NFL these days? Quarterback, offensive tackle. You could make a case for wide receiver based on the the spending. Uh, Teams view those players as premier players at this point in time. It's probably the third 
uh, premier offensive position where it was quarter. It used to just be quarterbacks, offensive tackles, and, and pass rushers were like tier one. So even if you put wide receivers in tier two, uh, it's the other premier offensive position. And then defensively, it's your pass rushers and your corners are, are your premier players with premier pay, a lot of dollars, uh, takes a lot of freaks at those positions to have a lot of success. Think about what the, the Colts, who weren't aggressive, were overly committed to just, we're going to build through the draft. We're not going to force it. Here are the players going into 2021 after going 10 and 6, 7 and 9 with luck retirement, and then going 11 and 5. So going into 2022, I should say, here are the players that were starting at premium positions for the Indianapolis Colts. Quarterback Carson Wentz. Okay. Wide receivers T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman. Offensive tackles Eric Fisher and Braden Smith. Pass rushers Quiddy Pay is a rookie and Tyquan Lewis. And cornerbacks T.J. Carey and Xavier Rhodes. Those are your players at premier positions. When you refuse to go outside your resources, largely, uh, to, to compete in free agency or to trade for big contract players. The DeForest Buckner one was a guy who was about to get paid, and they gave him that contract. A little bit more in line with what the Bradley Chubb deal was as compared to the Tyreek Hill deal where he was already paid and needed to get renegotiated and the Jalen Ramsey deal, which was renegotiated. And Jalen Ramsey took less money. So just from a team-building perspective, the Colts never took their the bat off their shoulders. And in spite of 10-6, and 7-9 with Andrew Luck retirement and 11-5, and five, that was it. That was the plateau. If the Dolphins didn't spend, if they didn't trade for Jalen Ramsey, if they said, well, we got to have salary cap at our disposal to make sure that if we need to pivot off of quarterback, we'll pivot off a of quarterback. We need to make sure we have salary cap space for future years to really build it up when we feel like it's really right. Nine and eight would be the peak. Ten and, ten and six, nine and eight, nine and eight would be the peak. That, that would be the peak of this stretch for the Dolphins. And I look at the AFC landscape, and if your peak was the roster that had been acclimated strictly through building through the draft by not accentuating it, you need a lot more to go right and go your way to actually compete in the AFC landscape. It's a loaded conference. Sitting here thinking about Pittsburgh with a better offensive line, Cleveland Browns potentially with Deshaun Watson, back to the player that he was before the time that he missed and potentially trading for another wide receiver. Sounds like they're kicking the tires on trading for Jerry Judy. The Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. The Buffalo Bills are still going to be highly competitive. The Chiefs in the West, the Chargers, the Jaguars are on the upswing. You sit here and do the math. If you don't keep trying to get better and you're content to tread water for the name of two years, two, two years from now, by the way, the Dolphins over $100 million in cap space currently scheduled for 2025. Over $100 million. You got flexibility. 
you gave yourself a two-year two strike zone. And if it's a hard pill to swallow, it's probably a hard pill to swallow because you don't believe in the direction of the team, and that's okay. We're going to find out. And you might be right and you might be wrong. But regardless, I would rather have the team have conviction in the direction that they're going, swing the bat, knowing that the way that Brandon Shore and company have structured contracts, if you need a dramatic pivot at any point along the way, you can make it work for a short time. You just know you've got three years to get it done. And then you're going to have to go back to square one or square two and start to build again. I would rather live in that world than be blind to everything around me and just operate in the, we build through the draft. That is how we're going to build a team. We're not getting the rat race of free agency. We're not going to bring players in on big contracts and give them new big contracts because that's how you end up as the Indianapolis Colts. Case in point, I'll take a quote from Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts. He was asked about finding a franchise quarterback in the aftermath several years after Andrew Luck's retirement. He said, look, taking one will get y'all off my ass for a little bit, but the second that guy doesn't play well, I'm going to be the first one run out of the building. So this team has avoided swinging the bat on drafting a quarterback for several seasons for fear of investing in one that will speed up the clock to get him out of the picture to the point where now the team has regressed to picking fourth overall, having no players of high caliber quality or being roster cornerstones at premier positions. Foil that against the Dolphins. Your starters at premier positions for the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Tron Armstead are three or your four starters at your two offensive uh, complementary positions, Tua Tungvaloa at quarterback on a rookie contract. Say what you will about the durability. Guy can play. He showed that last season. The question is the durability. I don't have the answer. No one's going to have the answer until he steps back on a football field. And if we get to the end of the road next year and Tua misses a month or more again, I'm probably going to find myself in the boat to say, hey, guys, it's probably to go in a different direction. It's probably smart. $23 million fully guaranteed. Can you transition? Can you trade up, do what the 49ers did? Go, go position yourself to draft a quarterback and reset the clock on the quarterback position on that so that you have a cheap contract at the quarterback position in the, the final year of that window and, and you know have two in the, the rookie quarterback battle it out. That's I can very easily see that be a seat that I put myself in next offseason if Tua misses a month plus of games again due to injuries. But he's the guy right now. And he can play. It's can he stay healthy. And then defensively, you've got Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, and Jalen Ramsey as your four starters at your premier positions. Whose shoes would you rather sit in? Knowing that the road for the team that was exclusively committed to building through the draft was a four-year window where you had three winning seasons, you won one playoff game, and then you went back to the fourth overall pick or the team that actually went for the damn thing. I'd rather be the team that went for it. I'd rather take my bat off the shoulder. I'd rather swing. I'd rather have conviction in what I am building because whether I'm if I'm right, we're going to win some damn games. 
If I'm wrong, I'm getting fired either way. But if I don't swing, I'm getting fired too, eventually. You as a fan, you could choose to fire yourself as a fan anytime you want, right? And go root for somebody else or wait for this chapter of the team to be over if you don't want to be on the roller coaster. But you have every right to do however you choose to approach being a fan of the team. But I'd certainly like to think that the diehards that are listening to Locked On Dolphins and make it their first listen every day aren't interested in just uh, sim to end of this current chapter of the next two seasons with the caliber of the roster that the Dolphins have put together, which is the best we've had in a very, very, very long time. All this GM talk, perhaps you're interested in putting your own GM hat on, doing the lift yourself. Got good news for you. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. We've talked about this mobile game app before. It is a blast. If you think you can be a good GM, give the game a try. It's not as easy as you think it might be to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control every aspect strategically of your team by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing the finances, negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and the ups and downs of a season in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That is Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Speaking of the salary cap, there was a bit of a wrinkle in the Jalen Ramsey contract that's been brought to my attention by myself, courtesy of Over the Cap. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's salary cap hit for 2023. We kind of already went over the contract. He's still getting the full amount of guaranteed money. He's taking $7 million less this season than he was scheduled to. So $10 million this year and took that $7 million and put it in the next year for $25 million in 2024. They prorated out his signing bonus, not across the three seasons that he had remaining on his deal, but across five seasons, which means they put two void years on the back end of Jalen Ramsey's contract. That reduces Jalen Ramsey's cap hit by an additional, let's call it a million and a half dollars. So he has a $2.9 million cap hit this year. Jalen Ramsey getting paid $10 million in cash. And his cap hit in 2024 is $27 million. His cap hit in 2025 is $21.2 million. And then his cap hit in 2026, when he is no longer on the roster, is about $3.5 million of that $10 million that he got paid as a signing bonus right now in 2026. Unless they re-sign him, the bill is going to come due for about $3.5 million against the cap. I know there's some some fans who saw that note that I had made yesterday and was like, man, I really don't like like burying future years of salary cap space in a players that aren't on the team. This is the third contract the Dolphins have. 
to my knowledge and to public knowledge, uh, that has void year contract language in it. The other one being Jerome Baker, and that's for 2025 at like $1.2 million in dead cap, originally scheduled. And the other one is uh, Xavier Howard, who in 2027, I think, has like $3.5 million in void years. So you've got 1.2 in 2025 for Baker. You've got three and a half in 2026 for Jalen Ramsey. And you got three and a half in 2027 for Xavier Howard, as things currently stand. And if any of those players go off the roster sooner, all of that money also accelerates into whatever dead cap they have uh, for remaining guaranteed money. But what I would say is this too Would you rather have Jalen Ramsey now? at a reduced cost, knowing that in 2026, three years from now, you might not be able to afford a Keon crossing up the world. I would. And you can't do that time over time over time in the same year, or else you're going to have nothing left for payroll, right? Unless you do it like the Saints do, because the Saints do this. And they have done a slow drip and bleed of the void years while letting free agents leave guys like Marcus Davenport guys like Marcus Williams guys like Teron Armstead those guys contracts come up and the team can't afford to resign them guys like David Ayumetta and they just they end up just leaving they'll still resign their own guys and they'll kick void years out five years from now to get the guys that they're re-signing now back under contract, but it's the, the void dollars are gradually dwindling, but at the expense of re-signing your own players. So just a note, the Dolphins void years on Jalen Ramsey's deal, two of them, reduced his cap hit by an additional million and a half dollars. It's effectively what it ends up being. So $2.9 million cap hit for Ramsey. Um, as the team is getting ready to uh, formally re-sign Andrew Van Ginkle. That news was announced yesterday. They, they formally signed Malik Reed. Uh, I'm waiting on the terms of the Reed contract, and I'm waiting on the terms of the Van Ginkle contract. Uh, but what I can tell you is you're up over 51, so you've got to subtract whatever they signed for, subtract approximately $800,000 off of each, and that is what they're hit against the cap is going to contribute as the Dolphins are somewhere around two to three million dollars. Uh, there's some couple discrepancies with individual players and salary cap differences and some discrepancies in dead cap that uh, each resource has. So you're somewhere between two and three million dollars before Reed signs and before Van Ginkle signs. So I'm really interested to see how that uh, how those numbers work out. I would imagine neither one of those dollars is, is big amounts because the Dolphins are getting them both done and they haven't made a concor concurrent move to this point in time. But the thesis today, guys, is I get the concerns that everybody has of, hey, you've, you've put yourself in a box now. You've given yourself a definitive two-year strike zone. I would agree. That story can end well or that story can end not well. But it's not do or die because the Dolphins still have the flexibility for 2025, three years from now, the, sap, the cap space opens up exponentially. Exponential growth as far as the cap that's going to be at their disposal. Well, you'll have to make a decision at quarterback. You're going to have to make several key decisions on players who are coming off of rookie contracts and need new deals, and that'll eat some of that up. 
But again, when you get to 2025 and you're signing second year contract or second contracts, the big hits are for 2028 and 2029, in which the big contracts you have now are coming off the books. So I don't think you've mortgaged the future with this strategy. You have just put yourself into the defined winning window within this cycle and buildup of the team. And that's a better way to live than not living at all, which is how some general managers across the NFL have chosen to um, attack their own chore of building winners. Food for thought. It's just, that's just my opinion. Uh, it's my perspective. And I hope it helps you with your perspective as you continue to wrap your head around what this team is doing and the direction that they are going in. I want to thank you guys for checking out Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Make sure you check out uh, the podcast feed or on YouTube. You can find Locked On Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe on the channel where you know every time there is new content for you guys to consume. Make sure you check out all the great shows that are available on the Locked On Network. We have your team every day for just about anything that you can possibly imagine. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.